Hey, welcome back once again to Innovators, Entrepreneurs, everybody who's been checking out our podcast for, wow, four seasons now, Anthony. Four? It's still kind of blowing my mind that we're on season four. This is crazy. It is. And what what episode is this? I feel like we've oh, man. done so many so far. I don't even know what day it is. This is this is like too early in the morning for me. <laughs> I know it's one o'clock in the afternoon. It's still too early in the morning for me. Right. So, so it actually, we, we don't know which one we're on. But once you click on the link and you actually see it, then you'll you'll know personally which episode we're on exactly. Yeah. And the thing is, though, also, we're telling really, really good stories all season long. And so it doesn't matter, you know, where the heck in the season you are, you're going to be hearing something cool. We're actually really lucky today because uh, we are joined by... Uh, two folks from the Delta V Coding School, which Delta uh, V, Delta V, which we've Delta talked v. about on this podcast before, but I don't think we've ever done an episode that's specifically focused on Delta V as a program and how it works. So we're really so. excited to talk about it today. Um, before we introduce our guests and get into it, we just wanted to uh, once again say thanks really quick to uh, Van Meter, uh, who is our presenting sponsor for the podcast this season and is making everything that we do possible. And yes. uh, we're kind of excited because in a few more episodes, I can't tell you exactly how many more because like you said I don't know where the heck <laughs> where we are, are we? but uh, but we will be having Danielle from Van Meter join us for mm-hmm. an episode to talk about what they do as a company and it's a really really great organization and we're really glad they're on board with us this year for sure uh, and then I have a good good segue oh um, oh I like segues that might be going into it but actually you know what first off Let's give a big shout out to our other sponsor, Upload Media Group. As yes. you see our lovely faces here, they were very gracious and kind. You're uh, being very gracious and kind by calling us lovely pa- faces. I mean, I gotta tell you, man. come on. I mean, look lo- at these lovely C-dub. Oh, Melissa. these lovely faces. Absolutely yes. true. Not you, Rob. I was talking about our Okay, guests. well, then we are on the same page. Yes, yes. We have some very lovely page uh, faces. Why do I keep saying pages? We have very lovely faces joining us in the studio, and you get to see them thanks to our uh, media sponsor, Upload Media Group, uh, who has actually been with us since the beginning on the podcast right. and do fantastic work. Um, and so, yeah, we're, we're very lucky to have people uh, allied with us this season that are really making the show better than ever. Uh, because we get to have conversations like the one we're having today. Uh, first off, uh, welcome, Melissa. Uh, Melissa is the Director of Student Services for Delta V. And um, Melissa, can you kind of tell us exactly what that means? Well, it uh, basically means that people that are interested in being a part of Delta V as a student, I'm there with them from the beginning all the way till the end. So whether it's in our outreach efforts, our recruitment getting them enrolled while they're a student and into graduation and even some alumni services. So um, just being able to be that constant presence, not in a creepy way, in a very friendly way uh, with students along the entire journey. And so, then, oh, go ahead. Oh, I was, well, I was just going to say uh, along with, you know, uh, another constant presence for Delta V students is Craig. Um, Craig, who I have actually gotten to sit in with on a number of classes, we did a a whole video documentary a few years ago, uh, kind of walking through students going through the first part of the Delta V class. So I got to be there and I got to see firsthand, uh, Craig teaching classes and, uh, you're, you're a really good teacher, dude. Uh, but, um, but says who? Uh, says me, man. No, I'm just kidding. I, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you, you and all the other great students. Anthony, have, you, have, have you taken a Code 101 yet, Anthony? I have not. You need you to do that. Craig scares me. 
Uh, that's legit. I was about to say he shouldn't scare you, but then I looked over and I was like, actually, that's legit. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> um, but no, seriously, Craig, you uh, you do you do really good work in the classroom, and uh, you're you're a huge asset to the students there. But uh, but for the benefit of folks who don't know you and haven't had a class with you, uh, just just tell us a little bit about your connection to Delta V. What uh, what it is that you do for the team. Yeah, thanks, Rob. <clears throat> Anthony, also, thanks for having us on here. Thanks to Upload Media Group as well. Um, yeah, Van so meter. how did I get to where I'm at today doing Delta V instruction? Um, I was working for a company in town um, since like 2012, uh, Ecolips. And I was just looking to do more um, tech things. I've always done tech. <clears throat> we good? Yeah, we're good. All right. <laughs> she looked at me and laughed. You said Ecolips. Ecolips, yeah, lip balm, you know. What did you do there, Craig? Yeah, what did you do for Ecolips? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was a warehouse manager, and so I managed their labeling, shipping, and packaging departments. You ran that thing, huh? I did a lot of good things around that. Yeah. yeah I had a good time. I loved the product. I loved the we people. We were baiting you. Oh, I know, I know. It's all good. Um, but yeah, no, I went back to school in 2017, and I went to Kirkwood, and I got an associate's degree in web technologies and in their software development track. Uh, and at the same time, I also went through Delta V. So a lot of coding was going on. Um, and then the opportunity um, came up for me to be able to share those skills and my experiences that I had just gone through for the previous three and a half years. And so now I do in Delta V instruction on yeah. the curriculum. So I, I know our listeners are hearing a lot about Delta V. Can you two explain what exactly Delta V is? I'm going to let Craig take that. Okay, yeah, Craig, right go do your thing on that. So Delta V um, is <clears throat> it is a code school, and so you come to us to learn how to code uh, in a very accelerated way. Uh, I was going to say, there's a lot of code schools, but there's but but what is it that makes Delta V's curriculum a little unique um, you, you, as far as that time? Outside of getting you coach. as a teacher. Aside yeah. of from having you as a oh, teacher. So much more than me, for sure. <laughs> um, we teach a curriculum that was created in Seattle, and so the the labs, the exercises that our students here learn are these same code labs and exercises that they do in Seattle. And so a lot of the developers that go through the boot camp in Seattle are getting hired onto Amazon, Microsoft, and Apple. And so real world experience, the latest technologies um, is what they get access to. And you say boot camp. What exactly does that mean? <clears throat> yeah, so accelerated program. Um, and so it's pretty intense. We'd like to look at it as like on-the-job training. And so we've taken students with zero coding experience. And after five months of work, um, they are prepared as a junior developer within the industry. Nice. And But before they even get and go through that process, who do they see first? You know, it could be Craig or me. Okay. It depends. Um, I'm at a lot of outreach events, but if somebody wasn't at an event and just signed up for a 101, Craig might be the first person that they see. Yeah. So here's a question. Um, one of the things that I hear Delta V talk about a lot <coughs> is the chance to restart your career and change your life. Mm. And so this is not a class that you just take on a whim or that you kind of do in the background working on something else while you're also doing your main thing. I mean, it, this is a big commitment, but it has the potential to completely change someone's life. What exactly does that mean, though? When you say that, uh, how is it going to change someone's life? Yeah. Mm. Um, that's a good question. It is a good question. So it's going to change a person's life just by going through the instruction because it's a very immersive process. They're only going to be 
doing code. You can't have like a job on the side. This is like, this is your whole life. And, you know, a lot of people that are coming through our program maybe have worked in a career they just, they like, but they maybe are just looking for a change or maybe they're like in the food service industry and are looking to like get a career where they're landing at least $60,000 a year. And that really can change somebody's life, particularly in Iowa. Mm. Um, They're learning not only how to code. I mean, the coding is a really important part, but people are learning how to work on teams, how to have candid conversations. Um, In many ways, it's also teaching students a a lot of different soft skills that also change their lives. Yeah, those soft skills, but also just that financial trajectory uh, is something that is definitely appealing to some students, right? I mean, how I see computer science and coding is that an AI, it's, it's not going anywhere anytime soon. It's only growing. And if you can get in that in, you'll be able to grow with um, the company and that you'll be in or even like after Delta V. Um, but with going through the Delta V process, there's a start phase and there's a finish. And so could you all talk about um, that initial Delta V one-on-one and kind of what you want from that student to what they get uh, if they don't get hired on at 301 or something like that uh, to 401? You want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, for sure. I'd also like to just mention, too, that it's a career field for anyone who's trying to do the cross-training. So on the Mm -hmm. last question, um, maybe you've worked in another industry for a decade or so. A lot of those skills are transferable. So I always tell students the hardest part about learning to code is not actually the code. Um, The code is kind of the easy part. Uh, Having soft skills so that you can communicate and work on a team is a big deal. Um, Understanding the code that you're writing. And so we've had uh, students come in from like the healthcare industry and then they turn around and go right back to the healthcare industry as a developer Mm, um, because they already understand that world and that terminology. And so... With code, like you guys are saying, it's going to be everywhere in every job going forward. And so even if you're not looking to get just a job as a software developer per se, um, there are other roles in the industry that um, utilize your ability to know about code. So project management, Hmm. stuff like that, to be able to talk to a coder uh, is a pretty big deal. Um, As far as what you're going to get out of it or as you go through it or what that whole process, um, we start with a one-on-one class. And so that's a great one-day course, really gives you a chance to learn more about the program, how it's set up, what you'll experience as you go through it, what the outcomes and expected outcomes would be. Um, and you can really get a feel for if you want to do coding or not uh, yeah, so in, in what, one day. Yeah, I was going to ask, what does that involve that day? Because uh, if somebody comes in, uh, I mean, I, I ask this knowing because <laughs> I've been through a Code 101 yeah. um, and, I, and I've had a great experience with it. But, um, but for somebody who's sitting there going, oh, I don't know if this is for me. I don't know. Mm. Maybe I'll try a 101. What's that, gonna, what's that day going to involve for them? Yeah. Um, well, in the morning time, we're going to learn about HTML, a little bit of code. In the afternoon, we're going to learn a little bit about CSS, how to make our websites look good. Uh, in the conversation throughout the day, we're going to talk about uh, what the industry entails. And so for students, being able to be a part of that conversation and just understand the world that they're getting into is a big part of getting a job in the software development industry, knowing what all those things mean and, and where they sort of belong. And so that conversation starts on that first day. Hmm. I think that people, whether they discover that this is a pathway that they want to take or not, 
no matter what, you walk out having created your own website. And that's like a great tangible thing to be able to walk away with and and look at afterwards. So it may or may not be for you, but at least you've got this product or thing that you can walk away with. Well, I think, Melissa, you, you know, you've been through a Code 101. I have. And many. Yeah, and you came through. You're you're not someone who has a, a programming background. Zero. And so, <laughs> as as somebody who had no coding background before, you did a code 101. How difficult was it to grasp what you were seeing and learning? The the topics themselves weren't necessarily complicated, but what stood out to me is like how passionately Craig talked about coding, like. I walked out of there like so freaking excited about, I mean, I'm taking a slower route in terms of learning how to code, but like you're, you're tapping into something that you're passionate about. Like you don't want to just go to a class and like build your skills, right? Mm -hmm. You want to like walk away excited and like hopeful and thinking about a future. And I think that that's one of the benefits of walking out of a 101 is like you've got ideas, you're inspired. And then what you choose to do with it after that is totally up to you. Right. And that that sparks interest uh, because of you not having that background, but understanding it. Um, but for you, Craig, to be that teacher, you didn't always have a coding background. Um, or did you? Yeah, I kind of did. Yeah? Yeah. I started using databases in the military. Okay. Mm. Um, and then <clears throat> even post-military, uh, my MIS degree, we did database stuff, ASP.NET. Uh, and so an introduction to how managers use technology in the workplace back in way back in the back days. Uh, but then in 2003, uh, I went back to junior college and I worked on a web design and administration. There you go. From that point forward, um, I worked in various tech roles. And so my family in Illinois owns an Internet company. So I got to work with them for a while doing hardware things. Um, I had clients on the side, always kind of building websites. Uh, and so I've always just been into tech and doing stuff, uh, but it wasn't until I went back to school in 2017 where I was sort of brought up my industry skills and sort of became a part of the conversation and understood what was really going on. Why did that happen? What made that 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 trigger? Yeah, uh, as a manager working for Ecolips, like I had mentioned, always looking for new technologies so that I could make you know their processes more efficient, <clears throat> and then uh, also just my ability to articulate as a manager what I wanted to implement and help others understand that. Uh, it was a big thing for me to try to figure out how to do that better. And so I went back to look at junior college just to see what uh, scholarships or possible leftover veterans benefits I might have, and I didn't have any, which was okay because I used them all up, so it's good. Um, but I did notice there was a scholarship for Purple Heart veterans, and so my father was a Purple Heart veteran. Wow. Um, and it turned out that the scholarship extended to spouses and immediate children. Uh, so I submitted paperwork, all my dad's military documents, yeah. um, and I qualified for a scholarship. Nice. So thanks, Dad, <laughs> keeping me going. <clears throat> but it was a really good experience because I got to go back to school uh, and expand on all the things. I did really well. Um, they kept putting me in good roles to sort of round out all the things that I need to be able to do. Uh, and at the same time, I applied for a position at Nuboco as a software developer apprentice. Uh, and I did get that job. Uh, and I worked for them for a year doing some application development uh, with their team, really great team. Um, and before I was able to do that, they said, hey, we want you to go through Delta V. And I was like, oh, what's Delta V? And they're like, it's our coding boot camp. And I was like, aha, 
was like, I'm, I'm, I'm up for that. And so I coded from like eight in the morning to like midnight for a couple months. It was a lot. I don't know that I would recommend it, <laughs> um, <clears throat> but it did help me help propel me forward. Uh, and in that same time, I was also, you know, a teaching assistant for the class. Uh, and so, yeah, I just had a lot of background on the code concepts that were being taught. Yeah. And so you were super blessed to be able to get those, uh, what do you call it, a Pell Grant? No, Purple Heart. So yeah, there's a specific scholarship at Kirkwood okay. uh, from, I think, a previous veteran who donated money for other Purple Heart veterans and their yeah. families. Which is, that's amazing. Yeah, um, And I know with Delta V, there is a diversity tuition mm-hmm. award. Yeah. Uh, Melissa, could you explain a little bit about that and the students that, have, uh, that could potentially receive that award? Yeah, diversity tuition awards are available to people that are underrepresented in tech. So that might be based on race, ethnicity, gender, socioeconomic status. We also give discounts to recent graduates and to veterans. Yeah, it's big time. Yeah, so um, because we're a private, nonprofit, vocational school, we can't offer FAFSA. Uh, to people. So we offer these diversity tuition awards to get more people at the table that maybe aren't in tech and then be able to make that cost a little bit more approachable. Mm, Nice. And then also Delta V itself is a non-accredited school, would you say? But I mean, that's not like a bad thing or anything like that. The, the, (laughs) the The way I see it is that outside of a traditional school, you get to innovate quicker exactly. and more as time changes. Exactly. Um, so you guys would agree with that? Absolutely. Um, we're able to pivot and make changes and adjustments to the curriculum as the um, bigger employers, uh, tech employers here are able to dictate. And here I mean in Seattle. But mm-hmm. um, oftentimes if you're at an accredited, in- accredited institution, which there's – Nothing wrong with that. Um, We have lots of people that go to accredited institutions and then also come to Delta V. Um, But the process of changing curriculum is a lot slower. So we're able to adapt much more quickly. Yeah. One of the things that's really surprised me uh, as I've worked more with with Delta V and with the team at NuvoCo is there's a stereotype for people outside of the industry. They assume that coders are they're loners, they're math types, they're those <laughs> kinds of guys. And when once you actually come in and and start working with Delta V, you see that a lot of coders, they have to have, like like Craig mentioned, really good team skills. You have to work as a unit. Yes. Um, you have to have people skills because if you're working in customer service, you're going to be getting phone calls from irate people who need tech help. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know how to deal with people, you're never going to be able to handle that. But if you have if you have good people skills, then uh, then suddenly you ha- you are equipped to then get on and help them with whatever their problem is. And then, yeah, you get to do some coding work. But mm-hmm. if you, you didn't have the people skills, you never would have made it to that point. Uh, but the other thing that I was always surprised by is that it seems like coding more rewards the creative mind. It mm. encourages finding creative solutions to problems or kind of seeing the big picture and then using coding to get to where you want. Um, it, it requires the ability to you know, be able to solve puzzles and think critically. Uh, but it isn't just simply, you're really good with math, you'll be a good coder. It, it's, there's, there's these other skills, uh, and that in fact, people who have backgrounds 
in art or other creative things might find coding to be really ideal for them uh, or artists who simply want to be able to create their own web presence for their artwork or uh, or somebody who has their own business and they just want to have the technology to be able to to do what they need to do online but they're that creative entrepreneur type who's always coming up with new ideas as opposed to just a numbers cruncher um, so that's something that I've certainly seen quite a bit of in Delta V and Craig I imagine as a teacher and, and Melissa as somebody who, who works with students all the time and you, both of you probably have seen a lot of that as well we've seen personality types that people would not expect to be really good in this who turn out to be really really good in this can you talk a little more about that yeah story time Story time. Um, we've had students from all different walks of life. I mean, I had mentioned like um, the food industry, but we've had several people come from healthcare. Um, we've had folks come from uh, materials engineering. That was an interesting like leap. Who else do you, are you thinking of? Hy-Vee shelf stalkers. Yeah. That then returned back to Hy-Vee as a software developer. Nice. We had Very one nice. woman who was interested in digital marketing, and we weren't offering that at that time. And so she took a 101, was like, all right, well, maybe I'll try the 102. And then she's like, okay, then I'll do the 201. Oh, all right, I'm going to do the 301. And she hasn't come back to do the 401, but she was incredibly artistic and um, is just really enjoyed doing coding. And that was not what she had envisioned for herself at all. Well, I remember one of those students that we followed when we did that video series about Delta V was uh, a former chef, the, <sighs> like, like a really, really good professional chef who then just decided to do something completely different. I, I remember that... Um, the class was really, really well catered during, during that. <laughs> no, seriously, <laughs> she bring she'd bring so oh, she'd bring food in, and you'd be like, "Oh, nice. this is amazing! Big this is wonderful!" It, you know, because it's just. But uh, but at the same time, like she took, as I recall, she took to coding really well. She was uh, an extremely strong member of that class, and continues to do very well. She does, yeah. Yes. No, I follow her online, and and yeah, she's she's been a great success story. But you know. You wouldn't expect on the face of it that somebody who is a trained professional chef would turn around and pursue a career in coding, but mm -hmm. that's exactly what she did. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and one thing that I can uh, definitely attest to, which I love about Delta V, is that during the, during the process, even with the midterms, um, in which those midterms are on live via Zoom, is that you have... Um, careers or businesses looking at these future employees mm -hmm. to put in place back here home in Iowa slash Cedar Rapids, right? And so I think that that's cool. And even after the process to where um, I believe you do like mock interviews, right? Yeah. And then you even bring in some talent acquisitionists that might work with these, these companies to come in and do a mock interview. Um, could you kind of talk about that process and also how somebody could get picked up before even potentially finishing Delta V, even though we would love for you to finish all the way through Delta V. <laughs> you, should. you should finish. Yes. Well, yeah, our 401 has um, 
at least six days of career education. But even before going into 401, all the way starting in 201, yeah. students are starting to work on their resume. They have assignments that are to network with uh, an employer in the community, work on their professional pitch. And then by the time that we're in 401, we're really just refining that and taking deeper dives into how, a, how to do a job search. But Craig, I think, even recommends in 101 that you update your uh, LinkedIn profile to say that you're a software developer mm -hmm. after doing 101. So you're already like getting hit by recruiters and people nice. that are interested in hiring wait, wait, um, wait, somebody wait a minute. with a software after developer. After 101, you get to do that? Yeah. So I could do that. Yes. I can. I could change there you my... Go. I'm I I'm gonna get on LinkedIn right now change and your I'm life, gonna become Rob. a software defined and I'm gonna change my life. Hold on, hold on. See, I'm gonna change my life in like 30 seconds. This is gonna be amazing. Um, I, I I recommend you do it just to see the opportunities that are out there. Actually, that is an interesting idea. I mean, now bear in mind, I did 101 uh, like when I started with Nubico, so this was like almost four years ago. Honestly, I would like to do 101 again because it's been so long it's since then it. that I'm like I've I've forgotten a lot of what I, I learned. To do it. But uh, so I remember good. it was it was it was really cool, you know. I mean, we did we got to build our own website, but I also really enjoyed just talking to the other people that were there. Actually, the 101 that I was at, there was something like 20 people in that code wow. 101. It was a really big turnout that time, and it was really exciting seeing all the different places people were coming from. There was one guy, there was just there was a dad who was there only because his daughter was going into coding. And he was like, I just want to have a better understanding of what my daughter's doing. So I'm going to do Code 101 just to get a sense of that. Oh, uh, there were people who were looking at Delta V as a career option. And then there were people that just kind of wanted to see what it was all about. It was a, it was a really cool mix of people. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I think it's, 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 a, it's a great way to introduce people to it and kind of give them a sense of, you know, there, there will be those people that are like, yeah, no, not for me. This is mm -hmm. not going to work. But then there's going to be those people who are like, I love this. I absolutely love this. And in fact, when I did it, I remember coming away from it like, you know what? I'm pretty happy in my career where I am right now. But if I wasn't, this is really exciting. If I had the time to commit to this, I would love to do it. I thought it was just really fun, really exciting. And so, and that's a, that's a, I, I think, Craig, you were my teacher on that 101. So that was a tribute to you for making it a really exciting experience. Um, we were OG. talking. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> you know, we were talking about, um, about working as a team and, and the importance of that. And I do remember that there was an exercise in Code 201, the first section of the class. Uh, it's called the chocolate pizza exercise. Um, Craig, can you can you talk a little bit about the chocolate pizza exercise and what that's teaching? Like, yeah, it's kind of twofold. Uh, chocolate pizza is a and <clears throat> sort of a wireframe that we build out from scratch. Uh, but the main point of that exercise. So just so people listening who may not know, what's a wireframe? So it's like a, a way to prototype what a website's going to look like. So it gives you. It's like a, a, it's like a, like a mock-up. Like if you were if you were printing it out, it'd be pasting things together to show what a page would look like. Yeah. Except you're doing it electronically. Exactly. Okay. Yep. Just like a newspaper, going to put it all together before we actually put it all together. Um, and so the other part of that assignment is it's a pair programming exercise, and so you'll pair with another person, uh, and you work on code together. Uh, I do think the future of employment is in working with groups and teams, uh, and it's especially true for software developers. Uh, if you love to problem solve, that's great. 
two minds on the same problem goes a lot farther. Um, I wasn't a huge fan of doing pair programming when I started. And then my partner started fixing everything. And I was like, I'm a huge fan of pair programming. There this is go. great. <laughs> um, <clears throat> and so, yeah, that's what that Teamwork. exercise is all about. And making a chocolate pizza. And so basically the theme uh, is a chocolate pizza cake, something like that. A real cake. So you're given assets, images, uh, uh, directions, but not a real cake. You don't. No. So you don't bring in like an actual chocolate pizza or chocolate cake. No, no. I think yeah. that should be a new thing. <laughs> I'm, I was disappointed. It like, would be better than the second week salmon cookies. I was just gonna say that's but, nothing compared to salmon cookies. No spoilers. No spoilers. Um, salmon. Cookies. You'll have to take the class to know. There you go. Fish if you cookies. know, you know, Anthony. Okay, go back. Sorry. <laughs> so back to kind of the, the question on college versus Delta V, because I've done both extensively. Um, I've really done Delta V, and I really did college. Um, and I think both have benefits one way or another. And so I've done both. Um, I owe more money on my college degrees than I do my Delta V, mm. so that's something. Um, but also my degrees have gotten me opportunities that I wouldn't have ever had before to manage things like Ecolips and do other things like that. It was great. My code has gotten me um, more financially stable than I ever was as a manager. And so what I really like about the whole code thing, and I recommend people go to college, um, but if you're you know looking to either change your career or you're looking to start your career and be able to make some money before you decide what you want to do in college, um, I've never seen anything like Delta V before, yeah. which is kind of why I'm a part of this. I started learning code before YouTube tutorials, before code.org, and before all those things existed. And so it took me a really long time to try to figure that stuff out. And it's such fast, rapid pace now. Um, it's kind of hard to believe that it's true, that it's real. Um, but I've got students who have done code and tech much less time than I have, and they're making way more money than me. And I think that's great because mm -hmm. that's the industry. So I really love to be able to help people figure that out. Coding is not for mathematicians. That being said, don't be mad. Mathematicians, uh, there's places for math within code. Um, there's definitely jobs that are math heavy, I'm sure. Um, but by and large, you don't have to have a specialization in something like a science or a math to be a good coder. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that was definitely the question that I was asked um, recently because I had a buddy of mine who was, I always talk about just the programs that we have at Nubo Code. I brought up Delta V, and he asked me that question. He was like, hmm. "Is like, do you need to like have a math background? Mm -hmm. And honestly, I, I was like, I don't, I don't I think, think so. I think it's one of our biggest sort of boundaries of sort of explaining what it is and what we do. Mm -hmm. If you live in Seattle, your cousin or your uncle works someplace in tech, right? Like the tech conversation is more. Uh, and so, oh, if, you know, Uncle Bobby can do it, I can do it sort of thing. Uh, but I don't think we see that here sort of in the Midwest in general, um, yeah. just because of how that career or that industry has been traditionally. But as you kind of talk about the uh, the individuals that have taken Delta V and they're here in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, in Iowa City area, mm -hmm. you know, um, we also have, which we have a podcast that you've already listened to or you should have, is our community partnership. Um, and so that is something that we're trying to put in the initiative of if you would like to expand on your tech ecosystem where you live, Delta V can definitely help out with that. Um, we have the curriculum. Um, like, like we said, we can definitely change as the times come within that program. And we definitely have communities like Council Bluffs, 
um, who has their own innovation center and they want to implement Delta V in there. We just had a conversation about Iowa City bringing Delta V to their area um, in Sioux City and Mount Pleasant. And so we have communities that have done this uh, and they see that it's a need there. Uh, But of course, you know, it's always good to know what it's about beforehand and also to get the word out because there can be other people that can benefit from Delta V, maybe, you know, just changing their career and finding this or coming to one-on-one and saying, yes, this is for me. um, And I still get to make a little bit more money and do something that I enjoy. Um, Or, you know, like I said, if you live in another area. It's everywhere, right? Not even just people wanting to cross train or go into a new career, but people who work in a company already that are just looking to upskill so that they can keep up with the trends in tech. We've had those conversations. Well, there's something to that. I mean, it's hard to, there's, there's, there are people are always talking about how it's hard to find good people in, in tech to hire. Right. If you train your own people and you just give them the skills and then they come back, you don't have to go hire somebody new. Right. Like yeah. you're basically just investing in your own people. Yeah. Uh, and be. we've had, I think we've had some some partnerships like that mm-hmm. in the past where we have yeah. had local employers who have sent employees into the Delta V program with the idea that they will then come back with the new skills they've learned and be able to do a lot more for the company than they were doing before. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. Um, firstly, we've had we had a sponsor recently put several, I think, 20 employees through um, to learn Python. We also had wow. a woman who was managing software developers but wanted to like mm-hmm. understand the language a little bit more, and so she went through a 201 class And because she had gained that knowledge, she was able to not only get a promotion, but then I think that she was able to leverage a new job with a new company. Yeah. Wow. It's a big deal. Yes. And beyond community partnerships and beyond sponsors or local employers upskilling their current workforce, we're also looking at like going out to the people, much like the community partnerships, but maybe identifying a place like Iowa Works. Um, we're going to have two Code 101s there in 2024, one on January 11th and another on April 11th. And so instead of people like maybe not knowing what to expect by coming into our building, if they already are familiar with their local Iowa Works office, the reemployment office, uh, they can go there for a Code 101 and just see what options they have in terms of maybe they can get some tuition assistance from Iowa Works or what those next steps look like. Um, We are also at the Ladd Library, the Opportunity Center which is on the southwest side of Cedar Rapids. And we've been having a lot of people sign up and attend those classes that maybe just aren't in the fold of of where we're marketing that information. So we're reaching new folks. Um, and we're also talking to another state agency that has a group of recent high school graduates that are going to come through and do a 101. Oh, so wow. like finding ways to like hit different pockets of people in the Cedar Rapids and Iowa City area. Yeah. And I'm curious, do you two have a favorite success story? Yeah, Ooh, I do. Yeah, oh, let's well, hear it. Go for please, it. Please share. No, you go. All right. Well, um, <laughs> I like to talk about Mary Kariuki because she was the first student that I met. She and I did 101 together. And she was like the first 
like intake that I did. Like she was my maiden journey is what I call it. And so um, I got to be there from the very beginning, got to watch her graduate. Then she got an internship with um, an election system software company in Omaha, Nebraska, Um, was going to come back. And they were like, please don't leave and offered her a job. And so um it was just really great to like see somebody that I had started off on the same the same knowledge level and she just like took off and and really just succeeded in every single way and then I mean Delta V we have a lot of ways that we market a lot of uh, outreach opportunities but still word of mouth is like the best way to market Delta V. And so Mary told her cousin or her sister about us. And so now her sister is talking to nice. us about coming through. Keep it in the family. <laughs> I know, great. right? She, well, she that's was awesome. Something, something similar happened with Stacy, who went through a few years ago. And Stacy was actually a, uh, she was a sign language interpreter for a student in Delta V uh, who was part of the deaf community. And, uh, and so she was there with him every day interpreting as Craig was teaching. And what wound up happening was she was so intrigued by the stuff that she was uh, interpreting that she wound up coming back as a student herself, which I I love that story. I Mm -hmm. thought that was so cool that, that, uh, that she was so impressed by it um, as a completely, you know, as somebody who came in not knowing anything about this industry and uh, just was blown away and was like, this, this is a good fit for me too. And, um, yeah, what's your success story, Craig? Yeah, <clears throat> I love all my students. Just want to say that first and foremost. Um, they're all great <laughs> stories, even not the great ones. They're great stories. <laughs> we had one student I'm thinking of, and I'm not going to mention his name, but he came in, and he was pretty much accomplished already as a developer. He knew a couple different languages, and he was really good, really good. And you're asking, well, why is he at Delta V if he already knows how to code? Mm-hmm. And so I like this story because it kind of really – lays out the different facets of what Delta V can do for their students. And for you students who want to be coders, um, this is your story, especially if you think you can't do the code. Because this student had code in, like, spades. And so... (laughs) Sorry, I played Euchre today for the first time. And won. Still effective. And he kicked my ass. (laughs) First time. And so he comes in, first class, sits down, and then he's... We're talking about JavaScript, and so he knew Java different, Mm -hmm. uh, and he just kind of blurts out, JavaScript sucks. Mm. And I was like, interesting. I was like, he hasn't done it. And so by the end of the thing, he was like, you know, JavaScript's pretty fun. It's not too bad. Um, But this individual, he did all of his assignments in JavaScript Mm because that was required, and then he did them in Java, and then he did them in C Sharp just because he wanted to do it. He had the code part down. What he did not have down is he had never worked with a team mm. and never a software development team. And so the five-month transition from him going to, you know, from Java sucks, JavaScript sucks, to leading his project team and then helping them get through the code um, was pretty inspirational to mm. see. Uh, he did land a job pretty readily after class was over. Um, and then my real favorite story about him is that about two, four months into the job, he sat down to start coding, and by 10 o'clock, he had the other two junior developers watching him. He said by 2 in the afternoon, the entire development team was watching him. Uh, and then, you know, the next day, they're like, hey, we don't want you to quit. Here's a raise. Yeah. He, like, cleared a month worth of work in, like, a day. Wow. 
Um, <laughs> and so code is not the hardest part to getting the job. Um, you'll learn the code eventually anyways on the job. They're going to have to teach you whatever their code base is. Uh, and predominantly, most of our students end up working in code bases that they didn't learn in school. So we teach an open you know, growth mindset to be able to work through those new challenges that you might have as a developer. Um, and that is essentially the job. If you have fun solving problems, there's never any end of problems to solve in the software development world. That's the truth. So uh, Anthony was talking before about uh, community partnerships, but uh, what other places do you see opportunities for expansion for Delta V? Other areas that it could go and help people that maybe we haven't done yet, but we want to try? Yeah. Mm. So I'm really excited about our veteran population in the corridor. And so working to make sure that we are able to, to accept GI uh, education benefits. Uh, and so we're doing some things to reach out specifically to veterans, um, particularly at those Iowa Works Code 101s. We're hoping to gather a large group of veterans and then just being in contact with their home-based Iowa person uh, out of the Cedar Rapids office. He works for Iowa Workforce Development, but um, he's a great champion of Delta V and is really excited about connecting Delta V with uh, our veteran population around. So that's a population I'm really excited about working with. Um, we're always really excited to consider like immigrant populations, you know, like Craig was just talking about a person knowing multiple coding languages like Java, JavaScript, C++, or C Sharp. I can't remember which one you said, <laughs> but like learning, like if you know how to speak any language, learning a language, a coding language is going to be easier. And so like, how can we work with uh, folks that maybe English isn't their first language and be able to incorporate um, them into the fold and really mm. create some opportunity for them to pursue a career they're really passionate about. And like sometimes if a person is is immigrating to the United States, they've had a very full career in the country that they lived in. Mm -hmm. Like they were a doctor or a lawyer. And because those credentials can't leap into the United States, like we can get them trained up quickly and get them doing a career that they're very passionate about. Um, because otherwise, sometimes people are not stuck, but are left with fewer options. Right. Um, and so I like the, oppor the, op the opportunity or the idea of working with immigrant populations. I know we've talked to Catherine McCauley Center in the past, and so I, I would really like, like if I had a wish list, um, I would put working with immigrant populations uh, on that wish list. Nice. And, of course, Iowa City. <laughs> of course, Iowa <laughs> City. Because I live in Iowa City. <laughs> Do you have and, uh, I'm really passionate about um, a certain a, a certain area of Iowa City, the south of six uh, business so district. Six. So six. Yeah. That's right. And I just think that there is... There's just something very magical about that area. I live pretty close, like just across the highway, and um, I just see awesome stuff happening there. And I want us to be able to partner with the leaders there and see what we can cook up in in the So Six yes. Iowa City Shout area. Shout out to Angie Jordan, we Rachel love you, Scott, Angie. 
and Tasha Lard out and there. And Rachel and Tasha. Yes, yeah. three dominant women just running things. I there. love them. <laughs> but I'm also curious about you, Craig. So, like, like, what do you see in the future? Like, what would yeah. you like? <clears throat> um, well, by proxy, what New Boco does with K-12 is super exciting. Um, just having Iowa as an industry leader in K-12 education across the board is, I think, a no-brainer. We should do that for sure. Um, but recently, we've been having conversations with, like, working with local businesses. Mm. You know, because local businesses, they're good at what they do, but they also may need work on their web presence. Um, I've worked with some of the vendors for, say, like in Nubo City Market. Uh, and so there's a need there as well uh, to help them sort of just overcome it. And a lot of the entrepreneurs that I know are doers, and so they don't want to pay. To, they want to be involved and to learn that tech as they go. And so perhaps providing some type of service for small business entrepreneurs so they can figure that stuff out as well. That would be awesome. Well, speaking of K-12 and the Delta V mission kind of being, there is an event that's going to be coming up uh, the uh, first week of December uh, called Fund the Future. It's actually taking place uh, Thursday, December 7th, and it will be at the Geonetric building. And we're basically going to be talking about uh, talking about Delta V, talking about the K-12 program and giving people an opportunity to just kind of see for themselves uh, some of the some of the folks we're working with and some of the stories that we have to tell. And uh, I, I hope that people who are listening to this, if they're interested, that they'll come and check it out. Please. But um, but even if even if if they can't make it to that one. Uh, what are some opportunities as far as Code 101s that are going to be coming up in the near future that people could come in and, and check out? Well, we have a Code 101 this Saturday, November 18th. Uh, we have another one on December 2nd and another one on December 16th at the Geonetric Building in our Delta V classroom. For those that are maybe nervous about coming to our classroom, we do have a video that Rob produced of... Um, what you would what you would see if you were coming to a 101 uh, class. So please feel free to check that out on our website. But also we have the Iowa Works Code 101s, and that's on January 11th and April 11th, and then at the Opportunity Center on March 12th. The significance of that is that's during the Cedar Rapids Community School District spring break. And so for maybe high school seniors, that are interested in in seeing what that looks like, um, please come and sign up for that that 101. All of those 101s that are at Iowa Works and the Opportunity Center are free, and they are valued at $99. So take advantage of those opportunities. So if people want to do this or learn more about how to do it, uh, where do they go? How can they how can they get signed up, or just how can they learn more information? Go to our website, deltavcodeschool.com. 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 Yeah, it's, I think it is. It's DeltaVCodeSchool.com. <laughs> we just wanted to see if everybody would say it. <laughs> Thank you for... <laughs> I got <gotcha. laughs> um, no, I, I mean, I've never made this. I, I'm a huge fan of, of the Delta V program. Uh, if, if, there were, if there was another one of me, if I had time to do everything that I want to do, I would totally go through Delta V. There right. is another one of you. Is there? Mm-hmm. <laughs> a couple of years ago. Don't say things like that. <laughs> your, your son. 
Well, he's a little young. I thought you were like, what? What are you talking about? I thought you were saying there's like a clone of me running around. Especially because if there's a clone of me, like there can't be more than one of us. The clone is hunting me. It's going to be like, get rid of me and take my place. Don't do this, man. I was saying that he'll be, as he gets older, he'll go through Delta V one day. No, I'm just kidding. I have no idea what his future holds. And that strange man that's right behind you, Rob. Don't look behind you. Don't do that. <laughs> Just don't do that. <laughs> well, uh, I think that we're all getting a little loopies. That seems like a great place. Great place to wrap. But, but uh, thank you so much, both of you, for yes. coming in and talking about the thank project. You. that I like. You know, it's very near and dear to my heart. And I think it's doing really good things for the community. And I, I said it earlier. I'll say it again. Craig, you're a, you're a heck of a teacher, man. Mm, and I thanks. think that everybody who goes through is benefiting greatly. Um, and, uh, and Melissa, you're doing a really good job of just kind of spreading the word and helping to bring more folks in and, uh, we appreciate you. Yeah, we do appreciate, I appreciate you. you guys. Both of you. Melissa's amazing. Both of you. Um, Thanks like, like you fun. said, like you said, Delta V code school.com. If you want to learn more, uh, check out a, uh, check out a code one Oh one, uh, come to our, uh, come to our fundraiser event, uh, on the seventh. There's, there's lots of opportunities to learn more sure about what's is. going on. And um, so we want to say thanks again to our presenting sponsor. Uh, we couldn't do this without Van Meter. We couldn't do this without uh, Upload Media Group. Uh, we apologize again that you have to look at us, though. That is a no, weird little no. side effect. But you had, but you had Craig faces. and Melissa, so that, that brightened things up a yeah, little bit. Yeah, Anthony's did. 90s T-shirt. <laughs> that is a 90s t-shirt now see now you have to watch the video because anybody who's just listening to the podcast they're gonna be like wait what what yes. what you gotta see this shirt i am telling you right now you gotta see this shirt you got a and fresh haircut in a 90s shirt it is it, it is only me, on like, our it's only on our video stream man you gotta check it out. Vibes. <laughs> i'll take it i'll take it it's like fall it's giving it it's like giving fall. fall it's very fall vibes oh, yeah. i gotta say very fall vibes <laughs> Well, thank you, everybody, for uh, for checking us out. Uh, we will see you on the next episode, which um, at some point, Anthony and I will figure out where the yeah, heck of the season we are. They don't know. It's just you know, it's just it's that kind of you know. We're all ready for 2023 to be over, I think, because I've lost track of time. I'm just like, well, it's gotten cold, so I think we're somewhere in the fall, but I don't know what day it is. Yeah, once the stars, once that snow hits, you won't ever see me again. Once the snow hits, I'll then we'll know what day it is and we'll know what time it is. True. And then I'll just want to go to sleep until spring. We'll catch you. Oh, man. All right. <laughs> hey, seriously, thanks, everybody. And uh, we'll catch you on the next one. Peace. Thanks. Thank you.